Happy Mother's Day. Now realize that sometimes Mother's Days, they present difficult situations for some people, and I want to speak encouragement uh, to everyone, uh, but specifically to the mothers. And sometimes we know that uh, you might have not had a, a mother-daughter relationship and uh, whatnot, and, and so maybe on Mother's Day you feel sometimes like you were you missed it with your mother. And I want to say we will we will encourage you today. Also, we know that we have some that may have lost a, a child, and we know sometimes Mother's Day presents us challenge. I know a lady uh, texted me and said, pray for me because uh, it's Mother's Day and, and I'm so emotional about the loss of my son. So uh, we need to pray for people uh, that are struggling during these special days uh, that usually parents and kids get together. Sometimes also you might have been beat up sometimes by the enemy. Uh, he's tried to tell you you're not a good mother because maybe your children or one of them or whatever is not yet back to the Lord. And sometimes you don't feel like uh, Mother's Day is an encouragement to you, but I want to encourage you today that uh, God has wonderfully made you. So regardless of the situation, you may be not yet a mother, but we will encourage you also because you have a mother. But I know that some of you, like me, I don't have a mother living because, of course, uh, she, uh, she passed. So, therefore, uh, I have to realize that I have a mother-in-law. I have a wife who is a mother. So we, I still can celebrate Mother's Day uh, to the utmost. So these are some of the things I wanted to just to prerequisite to say uh, because we want you to be encouraged. God wants you to be encouraged today. He really does. So... I say the title of our message here is Mothers Are Wonderfully Made. I mean, wonderfully made. And we're going to uh, look and in, in start in Genesis. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's go there and see what God says. We'll go through a couple of scriptures here. Because Mother's Day is a great day. A great day. I'm so thankful for God keeping days in the calendar for us to specifically honor people. Not that we shouldn't honor them every day, but it's one particular day that they don't erase off the calendar that we celebrate Mother's Day. In Genesis chapter 1, we'll start in verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image in our image, according to our likeness. That's encouraging for, for all humans because this man is mankind, humankind, human beings. So we are all made in the image of God. And so mothers, you are in God's image, you are in God's likeness, and he says, let them rule over the fish and over the sea and over the birds, the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the cattle and all the 
uh, creeping things on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So that's exciting to know that God specifically wanted mothers here on the earth. You say, well, hmm, did he really? Oh, of course he did. Let's look at verse 28. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You cannot <laughs> multiply unless you are a mother. So I'm so excited that, that everyone that's here today was birthed through a woman. That's exciting to know that mothers, was, mothers were in God's heart. They were, they were in God's heart from the very beginning. He was in God's heart. So that's exciting to know that you're a wonderfully made woman, wonderfully made. You might not have children yet, uh, those who are singles, but you are wonderfully made. You are, you are destined uh, by God to be fruitful. And, of course, you have a mother, so we can be excited about that. Let's, let's look at chapter 3, verse 20 of Genesis. You say, well, you know, that's just female. That's not really mothers. He didn't say mothers. You're saying that. No, 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 no. Now, verse 20, the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the, let's say it together, mother of all the living. Everyone who came after Adam and Eve was birthed through a woman. That's exciting. That's exciting. And, and, and it says, Eve, because she was the mother of all living. All living. Mothers, this is a, an exciting day for you because you are wonderfully, wonderfully made by God. Now, we, we want to extend just a little bit on that. Now, since you're wonderfully made, you say, well, my creator... Am I, if I'm in his image, then what are we talking about? Let's look in Psalm 139. Let's look there. And we, in verse 1, we're going to go there for just a little bit. We've talked about this wonderful maid. See, God, you're made after your creator, and God is an awesome God. Would you agree with that? He is an awesome God. And so God knows everything. And sometimes mothers go through, through difficulties. One difficulty I hear about is when they are birthing a child. They tell me it's difficult. I don't know, but they tell me it's difficult. Is that right, ladies? Is it a bad boy? Okay, okay. that's, that's, that's kind of loud there, the young lady. You know? <laughs> it's, that's right. It, it is. It is. That's, that's what they tell me. It is. But God knows your heart. Sometimes when you have maybe children who are... Who, who maybe are not, not doing exactly what you want them to do. Sometimes you're up at night. Sometimes you're praying. Sometimes you're weeping about a situation. And God knows what's on your mind. And God loves you and God can comfort you. And so in verse 1 through 6, let's look at uh, verse 1 through 6 in Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. 
you scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. God knows everything. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. So sometimes as, as women and mothers, I know that you are, you are going through difficulties sometimes. I know that. And, and God knows those things. And he's there with you, even in the wee hours of the morning. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Sure, knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. God is all-knowing. Would you agree with me? From 7 to 12, it really talks about God's being present everywhere. Sometimes we think uh, as, as women or as mothers that, well, does God... <laughs> Does God really see what's going on? Does he really hear me? Does he, uh, is he too busy to answer me? Seems like he's not answering me. He's there. He knows. Let's listen to these verses here, verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed and show, therefore, it said, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me. Is that true? And all, it says, your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night. Sometimes I'm sure you probably feel that way. That, that you're encompassed with darkness. No one understands. But it says, even the darkness is not dark to you. In the night, it's bright as the day. And darkness and light are alike to you. God is everywhere. He's everywhere. You are wonderfully made, mothers. Wonderfully made. It says that in verse 13 through 18, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's true. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully walk in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I wake, I'm still with you. Mother's God has the power to be with you everywhere to do anything that you have need of. Anything that you have need of. God loves you. He has ordained for you to be a mother. We read in Genesis. God has wonderfully made you. I don't want anybody to tell you any different. I don't want the enemy. I don't want the world system. I don't want anybody that God uses to speak un 
unkind words to you, God wonderfully made you and he loves you. He really does. Let's put some practical application to Mother's Day and and really just some uh, foot leather here uh, because I want to speak these nice words that the word of God speaks. But if we go away and do nothing, that's not wise, is it? To be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. We need to be a doer of the word. So uh, being a, a, a previous teacher, uh, and still a, I'm a teacher and never will be a teacher, uh, I'm just teaching the word of God now, that I want to give you an assignment. Everyone likes assignments, don't they? Everyone likes that. Now, I'm not going to test you. Believe me, I'm not going to test you. You'll get no tests from me. I don't like to check papers. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but you will get tested. God is the one who sees all, hears all. We've got to give account of him for everything that's done in his body on that day. Is that correct? That's correct. So he's the one who we all have to answer to. So let's put some foot leather to this. Let's think about what can we do to make this day a lasting day. How long is a day? See, I didn't specify, see. If I said, how long is a day in our calendar, you know, and our, but one day is as a what to God? Oh, you're catching on, okay. So I want to make Mother's Day very lasting. Mothers, how would you like to be honored every day? Okay, I hear it too. <laughs> the rest of the mothers, you only want one day, and they can, people can treat you just like they want to treat you and been treating you all the rest of the days, 364 days, but on the 365th day is Mother's Day, and we're going to all bless you, you know. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's God's intent. I think it's God, God's intent for you to be honored, honored every single day of the year because you are worth it. You are. He wonderfully made you. You're worth it. Now, is it okay if I give an assignment that everyone in here has a mother and that everyone, of course, has a mother if they, they are living, that we can honor our mothers every day of the year. Do you think, do you think our mothers will be approved of that? Yeah. Okay. Well, then let, let's go, go to it. Let's put some things to it. We can, we can do this in two ways. Here's the first one. I want you to honor your mother every day. Honor your mother every day. Now, of course, you, we know it says that. It says in Exodus chapter 20, it says it in, um, I like to go to the New Testament, Ephesians. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3. I usually, uh, and I, I can call on any teenager and call them up here, and they can tell me what that verse says. Because I know these teenagers have heard this from their parents all the time, is that, this is what God has said, son or daughter. Is that correct? Should I call on a teenager? <laughs> I heard adults say, yes, call on them. 
Let's look at Ephesians. Let's see what it says here. It says in verse 2, chapter 6, Honor your father and mother. Honor your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now, that's in the, in, in the Ten Commandments in uh, Exodus chapter 20 also. Honor, honor your mother. I believe that honor, that verse, will never cease. God did not in, intend for this verse to ever cease. That's why I started in two. See, it can cease the first, the first one, the first verse, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. That can cease after you are grown and you leave home. It says uh, for, for men, for husbands, you need to leave your father and mother and cleave to your wife. That's what it says in Genesis. Is that correct? I don't have to turn to it. Is that correct? It's there. So we know that uh, you don't have to obey your parent. Now, we're just talking about somebody who's gone, somebody who left the house. Teenagers, keep it in context. Do not uh, take this, uh, you know, this message and, and erase the first part of that, what I said, and, and then say, well, he said that, that we, don't, we don't have to honor our parents. No, no, no. You have to obey your parents as long as you're in that household. Do you hear what I'm saying? I don't care how old you are. If you're in that household, you need to obey. Can you say amen to that? And you say, well, uh, well, I'm grown. I'm 50 years old. I I don't have to honor nobody. I don't have to obey anybody. Oh, yes, you do. If you don't want to obey, then you go out and you start paying your own rent. You start paying your own electric. Hey, come on, parents. Can you say amen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious now. I'm serious. It, do, it doesn't cease as long as you're in that household. But I'm starting in two. So it says honor. Honor. It's not going to cease. Honor. Okay, now how can we work this out? What does, what do we, what does the word honor mean? The word honor is to esteem, is to respect, is to value. If you look in Webster's, it'll probably tell you that it implies that uh, the position, you respect the position uh, that a person holds, that position demands or should come with it respect and honor. Titles, mother. Mother is a title that God gave. Mother should be respected, should be esteemed. That's what what it's supposed to be. Because she's in that position of mother. Now, if you, now you've heard, of course, the teaching as far as we should respect people if they are, are, you should respect the position of a person if they're in an office like, um, let's say, the, the teacher, your teacher. If you're in school or your principal or your uh, whoever, your employer or the president of the United States, whatever, you, you can respect their position. Is that correct? See, I don't, I don't care about that. You know, the, the, this person, they don't, they don't deserve respect. You respect the position. See, because some people, they grew up in a situation where they're, they, you know, they're, 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 their mother, 
sometimes mother-daughter particular relationships are strained. Sometimes mother-father relationships are strained. And, and sometimes they say, well, well my, my mother doesn't, doesn't deserve to be respected because she did this and she did that. No, 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 no. She holds that position, that title of mother. You were birthed to her. If it were not for her, you wouldn't be in this world. That's right. She carried you. How many of ever months it was? She carried you. Yeah. Whether it was nine, whether you were born prematurely, like Elder Sam, it doesn't matter, you know. See, see. Why are you laughing? He was. You say, how can somebody that tall, that muscular, be, be born premature? You see, I'm, I'm giving you all these superlatives, brother. <laughs> because his mother told me. <laughs> That's why. That's why. So I'm telling you that, that your mother demands that position of respect. Of respect. And I've seen so many people, they don't know it, but they lose uh, some of their blessings from God because they don't respect their mother. They don't value their mother. They don't esteem their mother. Another way is to love. Okay, so said one, two ways is the one, honor, and the, and the second one is to love. Those are two ways we can put shoe leather on this. Love, love, love your mother. Now, let's now be a little bit more specific. How are we going to honor? How are we going to love? Because that's where uh, we get these, uh, these the practical applications. Number one. This is the way where you're going to love or honor your mother, okay? Number one, visually. Visually. And you say, well, how, how, that doesn't make sense. How am I honor my mother visually? Now, I've seen teenagers, and you haven't seen them, but I've seen teenagers, their mother says something to them and they're, you know, and roll the eyes, you know. And I said, boy, you better hope that old eyes don't get hung up over there. And you're you going to have trouble. You'll need an uh, eye-seeing dog, you know. <laughs> I know nobody does that in here. Nobody, nobody. Y'all haven't even seen it. This is something probably happens in probably maybe another part of the country. Right? <laughs> Verbally, uh, nonverbal communication speaks, doesn't it? Yeah. I've seen them you know, do this stuff. Now, now they, they probably, nobody probably, do they still do that? Or they, they're just, that's old school, you know. Yeah. I know they put a lot of motions to it. Now I see some, <laughs> some of these women, they, they kind of, they, they, their hair goes so waggling. They, they, I mean, oh my, whoo, my goodness grace. I said, boy, they are really agile and flexible, you know, coordinated. They can move, move their head like that. I, it's, imagine, it's amazing how these young people can, can visually can, can do things, let you know, you know, that they are upset or whatever the situation is. Have you all seen it? Okay. That's not honoring. Am I, am I correct, parents? That's not honor. Don't, don't, don't do that. Honor them visually. When they're looking at you, you know, uh, eye contact with them and just uh, respect them. Respect them. Verbally. 
Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Verbally. Can we respect our mothers verbally? Verbally. Now, I know that, that men, particularly, don't like to say, I love you, mother. Uh, they, they might say, you know, uh, well, you know I love you. Men, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, we do that a lot of times, you know. Uh, well, if I don't, when I stop loving you, I'll tell you. From, from then on, <laughs> if I don't ever tell you, you know I love you. I don't even have to say it. Some people say, well, I show you I love you. I don't have to say I love you. Yeah. What's wrong with saying it and showing it? Huh? A mother wants to hear those words from a child, I love you. I love you. It sounds good to, to a mother. I love you. Is that right, mothers? I love you. <laughs> Here's another one. Physically. Do you know that your mother, my mother, uh, they couldn't keep their hands off us? I mean, from the time we came out of the womb and, and they, uh, they tell me they wash them up, you know, whatever, and then they put them, give them to the mother. From that time on, I mean, the mother got that child, man, up against, man, they, come on, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And then... See, what we do, we get to a stage sometimes that we don't even want to touch our parents. We don't want to touch our mother. Now, see, some, some kids, uh, uh, you know, you see them out, out in the mall somewhere, you see, uh, grab little Johnny's hand, and, and little Johnny does what? You know, snatch the hand away, you know. I said, my goodness gracious, what's wrong with that little boy? You know, he doesn't want to hold his mama's hand, you know. He want to be independent. You know, if, if she holds my hand, I can't run off, you know. I can't do that. You know, so they, they, want, they want some freedom. You see? Teenagers, I know you, you just touch all over your mother, don't you? I know you just hug them, you know, you want to kiss them, you know. Uh, and if your parents take you to school, oh, yes, you can't wait for your friends to be to see it, you know. And you just hug your mom and kiss them. Bye, mom, I'll see you later. I love you. Come on, is that right? Don't want to see it. And your mother said, said your, mother, your mother said, give me a hug. Oh, my, uh, uh, uh. But how many mothers would love that, that, that hug, that kiss on the cheek, that, that I love you from you, wherever they are, right? Yeah. We should do that. Uh, let, me, let me tell you now, uh, men who are married and have kids, you have a wife that's a mother. Your best way to demonstrate, to teach your children how to love their mother is for you loving their mother. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you Hug her, kiss her. You know, when you're, when you're leaving, no matter who's there, do you hold her hand? Come on. This is important. How do you expect your children to do that when you don't even do it? Right? 
We have, to, we have to demonstrate this stuff to our children. That's very important to us. So even if your mother's way off somewhere, on this Mother's Day, you can shower blessings on your wife because she's a mother, and then continue it, continue it every day. And you say, well, uh, I don't have a wife. I'm single. Well, you might have a sister that's a mother. Call her. Tell her how much you love her. Yeah. All right? And she might be in the same city that you're in. You can, you can surely uh, bless her verbally. You can bless her physically. Surely you can do that. Let me read you a poem uh, that was here. I got this poem, and I didn't do it because it's too good. But uh, it says, My loving mother, your love, I know I've seen your tears. You've given me my life. You walked through hours and days and years of heartache, toil, and strife. To see that I could have the best that you could give me, you gave up knees, and often rest you viewed eternity. To do his will my highest call, and by your special care I stood and walked and did not fall. You held me up in prayer. Though strands of gray may brush your hair and miles divide our way, I know that by your quiet prayer you've helped me day by day. You've shown me how to give, to share, to put your own needs last. You help me see and be aware that life is so soon past. In spite of your, to spite your love, I would not dare, for there is not another who spreads gentle love and care, my loving mother. Now, mothers are very important to us today. So we can show honor and love to them visually, verbally, physically. There are three other ways also. We can show love to them patiently. Patiently. How many of us are as patient as we should be with our mother? Because some of us, you probably have mothers who are older. And it takes patience sometimes in that situation. Some of you uh, have mothers probably who you, you, you may think, oh my goodness gracious, you know, she takes too long to do this, you know, she drives too slow, you know, all these type of things. And, and you, you have to realize that she's getting older. She's getting older. Be patient with mothers and with somebody else's mother, too. Very important. <laughs> One person said that if, if you treated your friends like you treat your mother, you wouldn't have any friends. And if you treated your friend's mother like you treat your mother, your friend's mother wouldn't even let you 
be a friend to, your, to their, their, their kids. You know? Because sometimes people know they don't treat their mothers like they should. Am I in the right place? Yeah. Attentively is very important because we need to honor our parents attentively. Our mothers were very intent. I mean, they, they, they showed a lot of attention to us when we come home from school or whatever the situation, situation may be. It might have been we fell off the bike. We might have whatever it was. And we want to tell them about this. We want to tell them about that. And they just sit there like they are so interested in us and what we're doing. You know I'm telling the truth. But then when our parents want to talk to us after we get older, it's like our attention span has become uh, so short that we don't want to sit there and listen to our parents. Oh, mom, you know, that, that's back there in your day. You know? They don't want to listen. Don't want to be attentive. I'd rather be in my room playing video games or something. I come home, I, I, don't, I don't want to spend time just listening to mother. How, how was your day, mom? Can I help you do anything? See, somebody's laughing because they know that if you heard that, if, if you ever heard that, you probably will be... <laughs> You, they have probably, probably called it emergency squad. You know? Right. Yeah. Because they know those words just seem like they don't even form in the mouth of the kid. Right? But how much should we as Christians do that? With our parents, we should. Attention. How about time? Yeah. We should be Honor them patiently, attentively, timely. How, how much time do we really spend with our parents once we get old enough in our teen years and on up? How much time do we really spend with our, our parents? They spend time with us. How much time do we spend with them? Let me read you a letter that was written uh, by an 80-year-old mother to her children. And this was... Uh, Read on Dr. Dobson's show a long time ago. It was read and um, focused on the family radio. It says, to all my children, I suppose my upcoming birthday started my thoughts along these lines. It is, this, this, is, this is a good time to tell you that what I truly want for my birthday are things I can never get enough of, yet they are free. I want the intangibles. I would like for you to come sit with me and for you to be relaxed. We can talk or we can be silent. I would just like for us to be together. I need your patience when I don't hear what you say the first time. I know how tiresome it is always to be repeating, but sometimes I must ask you to repeat. I need your patience. When I think too much about the past with my slowness and my set ways, I want you to be tolerant with what the years have done to me physically. Please.
please be understanding about my personal care habits. I spill things. I lose things. I get unduly excited, and, and, and when I try to figure out my bank statements, I just, uh, just get too excited. I can't remember what time to take my medication or if I ever took it at all. I take too many naps. Sometimes sleep helps me pass away the time. Where the, well, there you have it. Time, patience, understanding. Those are priceless gifts that I want. Finally, in this letter, this lady wrote, the Apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I know, and I know I can, too. It's a wonderful thing to know his eye is on a sparrow, and I know he cares for me. I guess being old isn't so bad after all. Love, Mom. I mean, how many of our moms are, are really older? And I called my stepmother, and I think she's 80. She was 83 earlier this um Earlier this week, I think it was Monday. And, you know, sometimes I know that she falls in some of those situations. But uh, she wants me to call her. She wants me to uh, think about her. Send Mother Day cards to us and all those type of things. Do we do that to our mothers? This is very important. This is a very important uh, message that I'm teaching because we're talking about 365 days out of a year. We talked about uh, visual, verbally, physically. We've talked about uh, patiently, attentively, lovingly. Uh, we also want to say we need to be understanding of our, our mothers because after all, even if a mother is at home, she has an occupation. She, she works. It's not easy keeping a household. It's not easy all the things that she does. You know, picking up things, out the kids. It's not easy. And um, a lot of mothers, they have not only a full-time job, and sometimes a part-time job, but also the job when she gets home. She has to cook dinner. She has to wash dishes. She has to make sure the kids' homework is done. All this kind of thing that, 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 that mothers have to go through. And we need to be understanding and, and, and be, the last one is, is be grateful for what they do. Yeah. Uh, they said elementary uh, school science class, they were studying magnets and how the metal things attracted, the magnet attracts metal things to it. And uh, so on a test, one of the questions was, what has six letters and pick up things? You know? And they said half the class in elementary school, they put, let me hear it, mother. <laughs> because mother picks up things on them. Not only behind kids, but behind big kids like us, right? <laughs> Come on. 
we should be grateful, shouldn't we? We should show our gratitude uh, visually, verbally. We should show it with patience, with attentiveness, with time spent with them. We should show it with understanding. And surely, sometimes I know that, uh, it, and, and men, you're going to have to teach your children, you're going to have to teach them how to respond to uh, their mother when something doesn't go their way because sometimes mother's trying to do all these different things and, and she's trying to cook dinner. Sometimes she leaves things maybe in the oven a little bit too long or in the, on, the, you know, on the stove a little bit too long, uh, but you don't have a lot, of, a lot of extra food, so can't do it over again, so we have to serve it as it is. And it's not that it's bad or anything like that. It's just that sometimes it might be a little bit more crispy than it should be, maybe. But are we understanding that she's doing many, many things? And we're grateful anyway. Or do we act like, you know, we're some king or something that if things are not perfect, then take it back to the kitchen. Sometimes we think we're in, sometimes we think really it's like a restaurant. Right? If you got a hair in it, send it back after you eat most of it, and then uh, ask them, to get, can you give me money back? There's a piece of hair right there, you know? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> in college, we just rake the hair on the side and keep pushing, man. You know? I'm serious, you know? Yeah. yeah it's important uh, for us to realize that, that you're not in a restaurant. You just can't say, hey, look, uh, I ask for this to be uh, well done, not medium well. I don't want any pink in my meat. And that's why I like mine, well done. I don't want no pink, don't want no red, no medium red. I want my, my things well done. And in a restaurant, you might, you might tell them, uh, hey, hey, could you take this back and, you know, kind of uh, put it in the microwave somewhere a little bit longer, you know. <laughs> and uh, I've learned from people who work there, work at restaurants, don't do that. Just, just eat around the pink and keep pushing on, you know, because when, they, when, you, when you take it back, you have to be understanding. They're trying to get a lot of orders in, and they say, who do you think he is? And you don't know what they're doing back there in the kitchen. <laughs> right. You don't, know, you don't know what they're doing back. It might come back, you know, with, like you want it, but you, you might not see all the things that happened to it when it was back there. You see? Yeah. So we're not in restaurants, men, are we? Children, we're not in restaurants, are we? You're going to have to be understanding of, of your parents sometime. And, and don't be like the children of Israel. Why we got to have rice another day? Chicken another day? You know, sometimes, you know, I, I told somebody, I said, man, I eat so much chicken, man. I tell you, I don't want no more chicken, man. I, I get tired of chicken. And then I catch myself, wait a minute. That sounds just like the children of Israel in the wilderness. They, they, oh, I don't want no more. I'm getting tired of this manna, you know. We better be thankful we got something to eat. Because we were complaining when we didn't have anything to eat. They, they were complaining, weren't they? They didn't have nothing to eat, and they were complaining. They didn't have no water, they complained. Then he gives them water and gives them food, and they complain about that. And, and we are a complaining uh, uh, people, and naturally, but Christians, we have to realize that, no, we are a grateful people. That's right. We're not complainers. We are people who are grateful, and we are understanding, and we shower verbal praise on people for what they do. 
we are very thankful. Thank you so much, you know. Uh, because after all, your, your wife, your mother, she's trying to uh, provide for you the best way she can with the budget that she's been given her by her husband. And sometimes, oh, come on now, come on, sometimes they don't get the budget they want. Right? So they have to make do, they have to stretch that thing. Come on. And so sometimes we had to eat something uh, leftovers, right? Sometimes we had to eat leftovers one and two times. Uh, uh, I was telling one, I said, we still eating uh, leftovers from uh, Easter. <laughs> they said, they said, Easter, this was, this was a week after Easter. They said, you still eating? Well, my goodness gracious, you know. But see, uh, how many know that on Easter you have a lot of food? What you going to do with the food? You can't eat it all, the, all, all at one time. You know, and, and, and still walk, you know. <laughs> it might roll you, but, you know. So, so what you have to do is that we put this in the refrigerator and we eat it and we eat it together. And, and we've got, got to be good stewards, so you cannot leave it in there and it's spoil after about a month. So, you know, you eat that, eat that. And Minerva sometimes, she'll say, well, what do you want? I said, what's the oldest? And she said, really? <laughs> really? But it's... <laughs> Wait a minute. See, see, y'all, y'all get me in trouble here. <laughs> that wasn't where you're supposed to laugh at. <laughs> but uh, I said, what's the oldest? Only because I want to eat the oldest so that it won't spoil. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, whenever they're trying to get me in trouble on Mother's Day. You <laughs> see? <laughs> but we need to be grateful, don't we? Let's stand. Mothers are wonderfully made. Father, we thank you for Mother's Day. We thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory. Father, we want to do something special for the mothers in a minute. Uh, before that, though, I want to give people opportunity. If today is a day that you say, I heard you say, I just, I just heard those words that if we are Christians, well, I'm not a Christian, and I want to be one. We want to give you that opportunity today. Will the prayer team come up, please? We want to give you that opportunity today. And if you just raise your hand and put it back down, I'll pray with you. I want to just include you in my closing prayer. That's all I want to do, include you in my closing prayer. If that's you, just raise your hand and put it back down, and I'll see the hand, and I'll pray with you. Anybody? Your salvation. If there's anybody here today that will say, um, it must be time to eat. (laughs) If anybody anybody here today says, yeah, I'm born again, you know, I'm saved, but I haven't been living for Christ. I haven't been living for Christ. Today is the day that you can rededicate your life to the Lord. And I would like to include you include you in my closing prayer. If that's you, just raise your hand and put it back down. Anybody? 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 Father, you, you saw the hand, Lord, and we just want to pray. And the, and the person that raised your hand, just pray with me. Silently. And pray in your heart. Father, forgive me for strain. Today is the day that I'm coming back home. And I know that just like the prodigal son, you were looking for me. 
you come to meet me and you're going to throw a banquet for me, Lord. Lord, I'm back. Would you not allow me to stray again? Put people in my life that will help me to move forward in maturity. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our website is cornerstonelynchburg.com. You may call us at 434-847-4796. And our physical address is 525 Old Graves Mill Road in Lynchburg, Virginia.